Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday. We're in the season of ordinary time, and this is the 21st week after Pentecost. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Visit us with your salvation, and sustain us with your gracious spirit. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding Word of God. A reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. You you yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully mistreated at Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from deceit, or impure motives, or trickery, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the gospel, even so we speak, not to please mortals, but to please God, who tests our hearts. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery, or with a pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others, though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you, that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. You remember our labor and our toil, brothers and sisters. We worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. word of the Lord. I suppose we all make the mistake of putting ourselves at the center of life. After all, it is our life. It should be all about us. And in a society where success demands on how well you develop and promote your own brand, your own identity, who can blame us for reminding people that we should be the center of attention? We should be listened to, loved. Our popularity is important to us. 
And for people in public-facing, public-serving vocations, the pressure to set yourself apart from others can become all-consuming, become an end in, in and of itself. After all, why would anyone listen to you, follow you, support you, if your particular brand or style or personality did not appeal to them? And the more we aspire to rise in the public's esteem, the more fame and notoriety that we look for, the more we look to be the center of attention, then the greater the desire to please those. We come to need and to crave the admiration and devotion of the crowd. Think of the pressure and the competition the Apostle Paul faces as he travels from city to city proclaiming the good news about Jesus. He faces the challenge first of gaining an audience in whatever town or village he enters into, of proving himself a credible and knowledgeable speaker, of persuading those who listen to give up one way of living to live completely another way, to believe a message and to, to have that message change their life, a way that is completely foreign to their understanding of the universe, and to do so while others are discrediting him. And that's not to mention the many challenges that he faces to provide for himself, food, clothing, shelter, and to provide for his companions who travel with him. The temptation, I think, would be for us to look at what Paul is doing as some kind of entrepreneurial venture at its heart, the Apostle Paul Ministries, whose mission it is, noble as it might be, to proclaim the gospel in every corner of the Roman Empire, starting franchises of Apostle Paul Ministries in every town and village along the way. At least that's how we would do it. In fact, that is exactly how we do it today. But Paul is arguing against this very kind of thing in this letter that he is writing to the Thessalonians. This is not the Apostle Paul Ministries. It is a sharing and participating in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is not a traveling teacher or philosopher, not an orator or a poet or a performer. He's not even out to make a living by plying his trade as a bringer of new knowledge. He's not at the not the front man for a missionary organization or alliance or a nonprofit organization with a vision and mission to bring Christ to the nations. He is a man entrusted with a message from God about what God has done for the people of this world through Jesus Christ. And that is why he must endure and suffer persecution, hardship, and peril. He is answerable, he is responsible to God and to God alone. This is God's message, God's word, and it must be delivered. And he is a servant, a slave, a herald of Jesus Christ. And when this message is received through faith, he becomes a servant of his master, of Jesus Christ, that has been formed in and among this new fellowship. He becomes, as he says, a kind of a nurse to this new and infant faith that is growing up, tending to the baby Jesus, growing in the lives of people through the Holy Spirit. Where Jesus is now present through the Holy Spirit, Paul tends to that gift by giving himself and his all. Paul sees himself as a kind of postal worker first and nurse second. When we receive the good news by mail that declares us an heir to maybe an ancient fortune, we don't celebrate, praise, and honor, and promote the postal worker or the brand of the United States Postal Service who delivered the message. We rejoice in the message itself. 
It's not particularly important that you like Paul. It's not particularly important to Paul that you admire him, promote him, call yourself his disciple, or give money and honor to Paul. It is vitally important, though, is that you receive the free gift of God's grace that Paul is offering you in the message that comes to you in Jesus' own name. And that from this gospel you learn to fear, love, and trust in God alone through Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. So that in everything he does and everything that he says, Paul wants us to know that it is always about Jesus. Always about Jesus' love for you. And that miracle of the Holy Spirit that is at work in you now that we call faith. When you come to work at this worship this weekend, pay special attention to the ways that Christ becomes the center of our community when we worship and we gather together. Christ is at the center of our worship, our gathering, and our lives. Now, since this is Reformation Sunday, we will hear a lot of talk about Martin Luther. But Luther himself, like the Apostle Paul, will remind him, remind us that he himself accomplished nothing. He simply pointed to Jesus Christ and has taught us to do the same. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith that we enjoy within your church. For who else, for what else are we grateful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, the messengers of the gospel here, around the world, and for the Church of Jesus Christ, gathered in worship around our Lord in every land. 
For who else? For what else? Do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.